Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Eruvin Daf Yod Zayin Amud Bet, about to begin our study of the second parak of Eruvin, which, as I mentioned earlier, is devoted uh, in the first part of it to the particular takana of Pase Biraot, uh, which is the uh, the opportunity afforded by Chachamim to make a um, sort of makeshift and symbolic barrier around a well or perhaps also a cistern which allows someone to uh, carry water from the cistern or the well to their animal to give their animal drink. We'll see uh, whether it's also cisterns, whether it's public or private or private or only public, whether it's for all animals or only certain circumstances uh, along the way in the course of the parak, which will then devolve into a discussion about the Karpef, which we'll discuss when we get to it. <coughs> in the meantime, in our first Mishnah, Osin Pasin Libiraot. Biraot is the plural of Be'er, or, or wells. So you're allowed to make these Pasin, which are these uh, st- sticks, as it were. How do you make it? Arba'ad Duyumadin. Duyumad means a, really a double uh, pillar, which means an L-shaped uh, corner piece. So near in Kishmona, if you have four, it looks like eight because you have at the four corners and there's one going in each direction. It looks like eight walls. near in You have to make eight, which look like twelve. How's that? Arbaadjumadin at the four corners. And then Arbaapshutin. In between each of them, you have a straight up uh one, which makes a total of twelve. I mean, a total of eight, and it looks like twelve. Now how high do they have to be? Ten tefachim. V'rochban shisha. They have to be six wide, which means an amah. V'ovyan kolshu, any depth. Uvenehen kim lo shtei revakot shal shalosh shalosh pakar divir meir. How much space can be between them? Enough for two teams of three oxen each to pass through, which will end up being ten amot, as we'll see. Rabbi Yudomer shall arba. He says two teams of four each, which is going to end up being thirteen, and the third amot is sure we we already referenced in the first parak. Shirot velomutarot. We're talking about oxen that are tied to each other and not loose. Achat nicheset vachat yotzeit, and they're not walking in together, but rather one's coming in, one's coming out, and that's what the shiur is. Now mutar la krivla be'er. You can make the pasim very close to the be'er. As long as the cow can get in with most of its body and drink. Now, mutar You can also go as far out as you want. You have to keep adding pasin so you don't have a gap larger than either 10 or 13 or 3rd, depending who you ask. You cannot make the area as big as you want. You can make it up to Beit Satayim. Beit Satayim is going to be a shear that we're going to see over and over in this parak. So now is a good time to share what it is. Beit Satayim is 5,000 square amot, which is a shear of 70 and a little bit times 70 and a little bit. And later on in the parak we'll see about that little bit. Amrulo lomer Beit Satayim lukarpef. So the response was that the limit of Beit Satayim is only for a garden or for a karpef, which is a large bounded area used to store wood. Let's say it was a corral, or it was a muktza where you put things out to dry, or a courtyard. Beit Asara Kurin would be 300 uh, se'ah. 
so it's much larger, mutar. Mutar so you, according to this, you can go as far out as you want, as long as you add pasin, no limits. So Rabbi Yudah says there's a limit, Chacham say there isn't. Okay. <coughs> so let's first of all suggest that our Mishnah does not follow Chananya. The Tanya, Osin pasin libor v'chavalin l'shayara. You're allowed to make pasin for a cistern and ropes, as we had at the end of the parak, for the caravan. V'chananya omer chavalin libor v'alo pasin. You have to use ropes to surround the boar, but not these pasin. So it sounds like Hananya doesn't like our Mishnah. No, I feel the Hananya. could sign on to our Mishnah. Boar lachud, bear lachud. Our Mishnah may be talking about wells, and he's talking about cisterns. Amri, some people say, for the fact that Hananya doesn't mention a well, it must be that he doesn't distinguish between them, and he says, any water reservoir, whether an underground aquifer or a spring, like a be'er or a cistern where you store water, a bore, is all the same. Chavalin in pasin lo, only ropes and not pasin, which would mean he does not agree with our Mishnah. So they might need to look a chananya. So a filotem chananya, even with that extreme position, chananya could still sign on. Why? Meaning, he's responding to the Tanakama who says, um, that, uh, that to, uh, that you could put it around a boar, he says you can't. Now he may feel that a boar and the bear are the same, but all he's saying is that a boar can't have the, uh, can't have the, can't have the pasin. Now, lema need to look Rabbi Kiva. Sounds like our Mishnah is not Rabbi Kiva. Why? Not echad be'er harabim, uvor harabim, uver hayachid, osin lahen pasin. That the Mishnah later on, as we'll see, says a public well, a public cistern, and a private well, you could use pasin. says, if a private cistern, you need a proper mechitza, you can't use the pasin. And in our Mishnah, it used biraot, indicating wells, and not cisterns. But Rabbi Akiva allowed it for a cistern. The answer is, Afilotem Rabbi Akiva. In other words, could sign on to Mishnah and say, since a well, it doesn't matter whether it's private or public, all wells are okay. So our Mishnah picked Biraot. But a, a reservoir cistern to Lopsikale, where only public ones are okay and not private ones, Loktani. So therefore, our Mishnah didn't mention it because it would have to make that distinction. <coughs> the last attempt is as we're going to see later on he has the op- the extreme position on the opposite of Rabbi Kiva says the Pasin is only for a public well here it says wells implying all wells public or private no he could agree my doesn't mean all Beirut, but it means Beirut in the generic sense of all of the Beirut that we allow, which is the public ones are all okay. Okay, my Dumadin, the word Dumadin used in our Mishnah, what does that mean? So it's a, it's a hybrid of Greek and Hebrew. Um, Rabbi Yirmiya ben Elazar, Dyu, which is Greek for two, Amudin, pillars. Okay, so now we're going to see a couple other uses of the prefix Dyu. This is talking about uh, Masrot, 
And uh, all of these particular trees are exempt except from, for dufra. What's a dufra? Marula Ilanho said, do you peril pishana? It's a biennial. It has fruit twice a year. Remember the laws are, do you patsuf panimayalo adam rishon? Here's the other famous dew. That, uh, Adam had, was two-faced, originally two-faced, meaning on both sides were faces. Shinemar achorva kedem tzartani, the pasuk until says, you formed me front and back. This is when in the second parak of Bereshit, God creates woman. He builds the side up into a woman. What he built up, was it a face or a back? We understand what does that mean? If you formed me as a tail. Meaning, you created me as the last thing of creation and before punishment. So, Achor Vakedim is not physical, but it's chronological. Now, beast of Achor Lamasay we understand the Louis Vian Malishabta. Man was created on Friday of the week of Breshit. What's that? Meaning that Adam was cursed first. The order was snake, woman, then man. So Adam was snake was cursed first. And at last, El Mabul must be referring to the Mabul. God wiped everybody out from man to animal. So man men were destroyed first in the Mabul. Alright, so if we understand according to whichever Ravan or Shuel. Who said that God formed man with two yods, train yodin? The answer is We have another drashat. I'm I'm in, in between a rock and a hard place between my yitzer hard that wants to get me and my creator that wants me to do the right thing. He created man. Male and female. So, male face and a female face. What does that mean? Is it Otam or Oto? The answer is, Originally, God wanted to create two. In the end, He created one. We understand why it says that when God built the woman out, he closed up the skin. It means the specific spot of the operation, if you will. What is Vaivan? What does he build? It's a beautiful midrash. We saw this in Shabbat also. That God braided Chava's hair and brought her to Adam. So even in some island language means to braid. That Vayivan here is interpreted as God built her up. What does that mean? He built Chava like a storehouse. Just like a silo is thin on top and wide on the bottom to be able to get the food. 
Same thing, a woman is built that way to be able to take the, the vlad. A woman's shape is, um, is narrower on top and wider below. So later on the Pasuk, God brought her to Adam. God was like the, like the Shushpin who is uh, matching Adam and his wife. So you see that a great person should be a Shushpin for somebody who's less significant and not feel bad. Even a Kodesh Baruch was a Shushpin. So now, if we say that it was a partsuf, which face walked in front? The male face or the female face? We assume the male face. A man should not walk after a woman. Even his own wife. And he's damna lagesher. If he's on a on a bridge and he finds a woman in front of him, he's al stadin. Should move her to the side. If you walk in back of a woman in the river, uh, we assume that they are doing laundry there or something. Because the assumption here is that uh, she's quite exposed there, and you're walking in back of her for those purposes. This is now picking up off of the, the, the previous statement. If a man very carefully counts money out from his hand to a woman's hand, for her hand to his hand, to be able to look at her longer, even if this guy's like Moshe Rabbeinu, he won't get off the hook from Ganem. That's why the Pasuk says, Here's an example of it. Manoach, Shimshon's father, was an Amharitz. How do we know that? Shinemar, Vayakum Vayelach Manoach Acharishto. This is after, um, um, the Malach appeared to his wife and she told him the whole thing and Manoach prayed, said, let him come back. So when he came back, the wife came and said, he's here. Manoach ran after his wife to go see the man in the field. Elkanah followed his wife home. Elkanah's husband. This is when Elisha follows the Shunamit to go and rescue her son. He walks after her. Achinami is Elisha Namaritz. Achare doesn't mean he walked physically in back of her. It means he followed her words. She said, come back. He did. Same thing with Manoach. He's not a bad guy. He walked, meaning his wife said the guy's there, so he followed her words and went out there. But according to Rav Nachman, who says Manoach really walked after his wife and was an Amaretz, he didn't even know Chumash. That Rivka and her maidens got on the camels and they walked in back of the man. Not in front of him, because they knew. So you read the Chumash, you understand. It's proper protocol for the woman to walk in back. Better to be in back of a lion and not in back of a woman. Better to be in back of a woman than in back of a Vodazar. Better in back of a Vodazar and not in back of a shoal when they're dominating and you're not inside. That's a Sugin Brachot also. All those years that Adam Rishon was excommunicated from God, was in exile, 
he had all sorts of spirits that he gave birth to. That when he was 130 years, he had somebody who was in his shape. So you could say that means he didn't give birth till then, or you could say he gave birth to things that were not in his shape. He was a great man. Pious man. That he was sentenced really to death. He fasted for all those years, 130 years. And he separated from his wife. And, uh, and he had these uh, things on his skin for all that time. So you see, he, was, he wasn't giving birth to all these other things. He was uh, fasting. Yeah, we're talking about a shikhat zera that he had without uh, being able to control it. That's what gave birth to all this stuff. You could say some of somebody's praise in their presence, but all their praise you only say away from them. What does Hashem say to Noach? You're a tzaddik. When Noach's not there, greater praise for Noach when it's in the third person. That the dove came back with an olive branch. The Yonah said to God, I'd rather have my food as bitter as an olive. Have you feed me? As opposed to something as sweet as honey, and have it be in man's hand. How do I know that? Because she had torn the branch in her in her mouth. Give me my daily bread, my regular bread. Anyhow, this is all as you can see. The connection is all drashot of Rabbi Yirmiyah ben Elazar. Uh, any house where you hear the words of Torah at night, will never be destroyed. A person never says, where is God who gives me the singing at night? Meaning, if somebody is singing the words of Torah at night, they never have to worry, where is God? Their house will never be destroyed. The whole world could use two letters for God's name once the Beit is destroyed. Hallelujah. When Bavel was cursed, the whole area was cursed. When Shomron was cursed, the rest of the area was was blessed. God says in the Nevoah of Yishayahu about the area of Bavel, I'm going to make the whole thing like a swampland. I'm going to make Shomron into an empty field into a place planted a vineyard, so other people be there, they can plant. Eretz Yisrael. Look how God is not like man. When a man is sentenced to die, they put something into his mouth so he doesn't curse the king when he's dying. When man is going to die because God's going to kill him, God is silent. And let's man say what it is. Shenemar lachad dumia tihila, dumia being silence. Silence is praise. Lo elish mishabeach shemar tihila. That's God's praise. Lo or elish domelo ki ilu makriv korban shemar v'lucha yeshulam neder. It's as if the man is bringing a korban. 
So I take it, let's, the, the Agadash will learn a little differently, is that he's saying that a man typically is going to want to curse the king, but when he, he's, he's sentenced by God, he's typically silent, and he even praises God, and that's a that's considered like a korban. Meaning, it's alluding to people who are transgressors. What's Amek? They have very deep Gehenna made for them. Habacha, why is it Amek Habacha? That's veil of tears. They bring tears like a, a fountain. And they say God was right. Everything you did was right, and punishing me was right. Never do tshuva, even when they're about to go to This is at the end of Shishayahu. Go see the people who are rebelling against me. Not that did, who are that they're being destroyed, that they're always that way. So, the fire of Gehenim does not hurt. Think about the golden altar. It's a very thin layer of gold. Amad kama shanim velo shaltabo where the fire that was on it every day never burnt it out. Poshe Israel shemlein mitzvot krimon Jews no matter how bad they are filled with mitzvot like a pomegranate shemar kefela chaimon rakatech the famous drasha. So certainly they're not going to be hurt. So it must be that Rosh is referring to poshe goyim. Shemar lakish altikay rakatech lebekatech shafidu rikarin shebachloin mitzvot krimon alachan kama machama. That's talking about people who at that hour Avram comes and brings them out. But if you have a Jew who has relations with a Goya and then he um, he uh, tries to cover his uh, Milah then he's not brought. Are you going to say that every time that you have this description, like Hapushim, doesn't mean those who sinned, but rather those who continue to sin, then we'd say, He continues to bring. He continues to take us out of Mitzrayim. Right? It means he already did. It means Hapushim means not the ones who continue to sin against me, but rather the ones who already did. We have more Agadot of Rabbi Yirmiya Baralaza. We're going to stop at this point, and we will pick it up in the next podcast. Meantime, we should have a wonderful day.